to the Slow Spin Sidey Podcast, episode 32. I am your usual co-host, Paul, and as always, I am with your other co-host, Fabian. What's up, Fabian? Hello. Oh, I see a lot of energy today, too. <laughs> yes. Damn, the boy is back from uni. He's like complete half dead. I'm dead, yeah. But I will, I'll <laughs> give my last 10% for this podcast special one. <laughs> And today we are not alone again. Yes, double guest this month. We have Matt and Joshua from Chrome Industries. None other. Welcome, guys. Good. Hello. Matt and Josh, um, maybe just before we start, uh, can you talk a little bit about yourself? But just before that, I'm going to shamelessly plug our extended version. Exactly. If you want to learn more about 8Bar's new bike, a new truck drivetrain system and some Star Wars movie, then you should listen to our pre and after show. You can access the extended conversation at patreon.com slash podcast or by subscribing directly on Apple Podcast. And back to the show. Maybe Matt first? Sure. Yeah. Um, I joined the team a little over two years ago at Chrome. Um, I've been a big fan of the brand for a long time. So you know, I was definitely excited to, to join this team and, and, uh, my title at Chrome is sales director officially. Um, I handle all the wholesale business, the global wholesale business for the brand. Um, but you know, like we mentioned earlier, uh, one of the great things about working at Chrome is that we have our hands in, in all different aspects of the business. And, um, you know, we're a tight knit group of people and and you know um we, we take a, a like a no job too small all hands on deck mentality here so um uh, i have a lot of uh history in the footwear industry and, and experience there and and that was one of the things that that really um excited me uh when i when i joined the team at chrome was we had this amazing footwear program that really hadn't been given any love for for several years so uh we made some 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 great sneakers and boots that um just needed an update and needed a refresh so it was a project that i i took on early on and um you know uh i think it's it's a great like uh continuation of of what we're known for in in footwear um so yeah, I've, I've taken a big hand in footwear and then also on the partnership side, like just linking up with, with brands that really make sense for us to, to, to be friends with and, and to partner with and make great products. So, um, proud to announce, I don't know if it's too soon here in the podcast, but we, we, we partnered <laughs> with the legendary bike tire manufacturer, Panaracer and, and all of our shoes this season, um, have Panaracer rubber on the outsole compound. Yeah, uh, I have I have them in in front of me right now. I actually have both old version, new cool. version, so I can mm -hmm. compare. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Yeah, oh, I love an origin story. Um, <laughs> kind of <laughs> like you, Paul. I I uh, I kind of found fixed gear in like uh, 2009. Um, I was in. I grew up skateboarding, and then like I was uh, about to get my first adult bike, like not a BMX bike, I guess. And uh, a skateboarder <laughs> yeah. friend sort of like ha intervened because I was I was gonna buy a beach cruiser, and uh, he was like, "You gotta ride this bike. Uh, it's like riding downhill on a skateboard all the time." 
and you know uh I, and then it, it was gorgeous it was um it was a knockoff of like a bianchi concept uh and and uh and it was just like all black and so i was super sold on just this like minimal like sexy looking machine that was gonna get me around to the bars and whatnot uh and <laughs> many years later uh i had moved to seattle and um and i was looking for work as you do um i had done like some messenger stuff uh and i saw an opening at chrome in retail and so i just like started working there in you know like a floor guy uh folding shirts and whatnot uh and now it's been seven years um so for a long time i ran the seattle store and my job was basically to throw parties and have a good time and talk talk bicycles and uh <laughs> make coffee and uh now at the headquarters my job is basically to like see what's going on at the end and bring it back to the front and try and create a loop for our customers so that like we're actually making what you need and what you want and uh that it lives up lives up to our legacy to our expectations that's one hell of a job <laughs> it's it's <laughs> thankless no just kidding uh it it's such a blast <laughs> i love working at come we are so happy to have you guys today and yeah, I just want to say it's an awesome opportunity for us and the podcast to have like people from a brand. We, I mean, we almost almost everyone in the fixed gear community owns something that is Chrome right now. I guess uh, <laughs> I have bags, shoes, um, coat, caps, and I'm pretty sure everyone around me owns something, uh, at least a bag or a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys put a little hint about what's going to happen on the 15th this month, uh, releasing some new stuff, mainly footwear, if I understand well the situation. Yeah, Fabian, do, do you want to go for it? Do you want to start questioning our guests? <laughs> I can start interrogating you two now. No. Uh, well, everyone knows Chrome, like Paul said, and Chrome has been around since... Well, forever, 26 years. That's older than me, at least. Older than Paul, I think, as well. Now I feel um, old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, side effect of that. But, of course, so um, Chrome was born in 1995 in Denver, Colorado. And it had the key approaches of urban utility and function over form. Two things that are kind of... Well, urban utility is very fixed gear-centric, I, I, I understand. But function over form is not very fixed gear but Chrome makes it work for fixed gear, at least. <laughs> and and this has developed over the past few years, of course. And how do you think this has taken form in Chrome's recent or past releases, these two key points, urban utility and function over form? Want me to take this one, Josh? Yeah, sure, go for it. Yeah, so, I mean, those are the roots of our brand. And, and I think... You know, those are those are the guiding principles of, of everything we do at Chrome. So, you know, when we look at our very early humble beginnings with with bike messengers and, and you know, the fixed gear culture, you look at um, what are the things that, that those people needed in, in the products that they had. They had to be uh, useful and durable and utility centric and, and all of that. And um you know, we keep that in mind with everything we build today. Uh, it's got to be industrial grade. It's high quality. It's simple and useful and durable. And you think of all those things and 
you know, whether it's footwear, apparel, bags, we, we try to ask ourselves the, the, those questions. Does it fit that mold when, uh, when we make a new product? And that's, and that's really the, the testing grounds for us. Yeah, I really think that uh, ur urban utility at least really fits in with like riding a track bike and, and even the functional reform, the, the simplicity of maintenance, the, the, my favorite thing maybe about Chrome, the bike to bar aspects of it, like all of our stuff kind of has this like uh, general utility to kind of get you from A to B and then like a little bit beyond that too. Yeah, no, I totally get the vibe. Just to come back onto like the old new shoes and everything, we're gonna talk about that a little little later. Yeah, Chrome is really about getting you what you need for commuting on your bike and having something that will last. I have some bags that I've I've been wearing for years and no problems with them whatsoever which doesn't which is not the case for other bags i would say preach yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh you have a a custom uh citizen right the one that was made in in was it japan yeah i, I have a pink one a really really bright pink yeah. one Very bright. uh Oh. But yeah, I worked with Chrome Japan. Uh, just uh, I was modeling for them a little bit, um, and going to the shop quite often. Yeah, as I, as I lived in Japan, I had the chance to have much of that custom Chrome stuff. I have a little wallet. I have a cover for my laptop. I have that custom Citizen. I have oh, I had like a. A lock, a U-lock cover prototype with the reflective material. So many interesting things. <laughs> uh, you're, ma you're making me a little bit jealous here. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want a reflective U-lock prototype. But the Japan uh, crew, man, they they know what's up. They make some fantastic stuff. We're we're really stoked to to collaborate with them on the product lines and and uh, their connection to Pan Racer is actually a big deal of how this footwear thing happened. Yeah. Because Chrome started such a long time ago and it evolved with like the, the urban fixed gear scene, which now largely overshadowed like the, the mid messenger times, because let's face it, messengers are the base, the core of our culture. But now there is so many more layers on the yeah, on the fixed gear scene, in the fixed gear scene. Um, how did Chrome grow with that? Man, that is a that is a really good question. Um, to your to your point, like the amount of uh, traditional couriers, like legal style blueprint document carrying couriers that were in the US like dropped in half yeah. in the last like 20 years. Um, but on the flip side, the the amount of food delivery um uh drivers has just like increased uh exponentially like in new york city alone there are like thirty-five thousand uber couriers um which is about a fourth of all couriers um it of classic couriers so we it's a it is like a, an evolving scene um constantly like i think it just creates like cool new opportunities for us uh, like right now, like cargo bikes are, are 
I absolutely like love just what they're able to do. It's like a big thing in Seattle to get, like ride bullet style uh, Dutch big front loaded cargo <laughs> bikes, or like uh, you've seen like the twenty inch front wheel Clydesdale fork style front rack stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that those are like cool new things that we can like try and make products for or um, support on the other side since it's not necessarily the bags that they need the like creating better footwear that's more durable that's going to like be more weatherproof so it can just kind of survive in all day working conditions and then like our, our shorts and bottoms kind of have that same sort of quality too um, but uh, also we can't forget the fixed gear stuff um, like I when we were running the Seattle store, one of the best things that I ha- had fun doing was running like gold sprint events where, uh, do you know what gold sprints are? Yeah. 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 Um, for anyone who doesn't, it's basically two bikes, uh, locked into rollers and two people just go one-on-one and sprint it out into the first, uh, whatever you set it to. Um, and that to me is like really core culture stuff that we like still need to perpetuate in in our like uh, big communities like the big cities seattle portland new york san francisco paris london um uh, mexico city where there are lots of fixed gear riders actually um yeah. and then and then uh support the the racing scene like alley cats um and then the more formal races that are starting to happen like track lacrosse or even into like cyclocross yeah, no, I think supporting the community through events and more is super important, especially if you're a brand that supplies gears to couriers and commuters and every people in between. But you just talked about cyclocross, and I'm going to use that as a segue to our main topic. You guys are releasing a new pair of SVD shoes, and we've been waiting for those. <laughs> They're releasing the 15th of September, so two days after this podcast. And yeah, I couldn't think about a better shoe, I mean, for myself, for track lacrosse, because for me, they're just like the ultimate. But I'm going to let Fabian tell us a little bit more about them. Oh yeah, so you guys are releasing four new shoe styles in three different and three different colorways in six days from time of recording. That's right. And yeah, we've seen a bunch of pictures of them. They look amazing, including the ones that Paul and I received a, a pair of. Yeah, I can see here they're going to be in smaller sizes as well. So this is, I think, a good, really good thing, the smaller sizes, because when we were talking about what shoe size Paul and I needed, there were there was some, at least on my side, there was some confusion because I, I was converting EU size to US size. And then the size I received was like a massive. It was the correct size, but it just my foot was tiny compared <laughs> to it for some reason. So, uh, yeah, I, I ended up I ended up swapping with Paul, who got a smaller size, and that was perfect. Yeah, I think I think Josh Josh would tell you as the eyes and ears for the brand, and and the person that is um, hearing what the customers are asking for. You know, we we hadn't had um, some smaller sizes for a long time, so that was important to us. Um, we, we we listened, and and we heard your call. We made some smaller footwear uh, finally. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just being a bit more inclusive and having something for everybody. And, and, you know, it's a way for us to bring, um, multiple ages to the brand, multiple genders. Like we want, we want everybody to, to be able to come and, and find something for themselves yeah. in the, yeah. in the crop yeah. footwear range. 
speaking of that inclusivity, even including you folks in Europe, uh, hopefully uh, on the 15th when we get launched here, we'll have a much better, more clear size chart where you just measure your foot and then take the guesswork out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's, I think it, that benefits everyone. Like, like you said, I was actually like looking for like a size chart like that when I was emailing, but yeah, that will be, that will change. Like you said, and yeah, you guys have been making footwear since 2009. That's what, 12 years now. Wow. Yeah, which is like a pretty long, like, you guys have some expertise already. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice, like, um, just to, to rest on the feedback that we've collected for the last 10 years to, like, push into all of this. So it really does feel like a relaunch. Like, we've taken a lot of feedback, a lot of consideration before just, like, getting another product out onto the market, um, especially with like the, the, the treatment of the materials and then the development, making sure that the SPD release, the relaunch of it, it was yeah. actually going to be like durable enough, like that the plate was strong enough yeah. uh, for good SPD writing. Yeah, that's a very important aspect of these type of shoes, right? Especially the ones that want to be both walkable, but then also have good, um, offer good support for people riding clipless. And I think having tried the shoe for the past week or so, I think really hit the nail on the head with this one. But the, like, as far as I understand, the number one, like, big part of this shoe is that it's in, was made in collaboration with Panaracer. Panaracer offering, well, selling the, um, the rubber for the outsole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big one for us, you know, and, and, and we were talking a little bit before the recording and I was telling you guys like, you know, just, just how much work was put into this collaboration, um, you know, just before, uh, production even started with all the testing that was done in Japan with the Panracer team, um, making sure that the rubber was grippy, making sure it's durable, making sure that it meets the, uh, and exceeds, you know, where, where a lot of other brands are at in terms of abrasion resistance and, and just quality. You know, we, we wanted to make sure that we weren't doing it just to slap a name yeah. on the shoe and try to sell more, but there's actually something to it. So there's substance to this, to this collaboration and, you know, seeing the end product now and getting to use it. Like I've been, I've been writing in the shoes for, um, a few months now and, you know, it's, it's, it makes all the hard work that went into it worth it because it really is, um, it's, it's substance, you know, it's good quality. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, like the longe longevity of the shoe is a, it's a big aspect of a big, uh, focus point in this release. Definitely. Definitely. And, and, you know, shoes are going to wear out, but, um, I grew up like more of like the skateboard background and, you know, by nature skateboarding you just destroy your shoes and if you can find that balance of a shoe that that lasts longer but also is good while it lasts like that's the that's the yeah. magic equation to me because there are shoes that will last a very long time but i don't i don't particularly enjoy riding in them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no you you don't want to ride with like a big pair of docks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like they didn't last forever but damn they're heavy there you go yeah yeah that's a style but yeah Panaracer, they're already making awesome tires and 
when I saw that you guys did a collab for the shoes, I was like, yeah, that actually sounds pretty obvious. Uh, and on top of that, Panaracer being Japanese and they're making all those uh, funky colors, Gravel Kings. I think they are also the supplier for all the, the Seamworks tires. So like the, the Homage who has like a crazy teal greenish uh, color. I mean, they know what they're doing rubber wise. Yeah, I think it's even better than something than like Continental or something like that. I think Panaracer was really, really the right choice. Yeah, it's like a stars aligned kind of collaboration, honestly. Uh, couldn't be more fortunate to have like them partner with us and then and then like actually believe in the product. Um, so we're, we're stoked about it. Yeah. Uh, as you said, you, you have them both right in front of you, the older soul and the new soul. I mean, yeah, you can pretty much like, you can feel the difference. Oh yeah, the, absolutely. I was going to say that the new outsole, it just seems so much, it, it doesn't just seem grippier, it is quite a bit grippier, but I'm really excited to, to prove just how like more durable they are, like uh, typical, you know, shoe rubber, It you know how you'll get the wear spots on the ball of your foot yeah. and then it just kind of lose grip yeah. on the pedal. These are some... These were tested to be extremely like resistant to abrasion, kind of like you'd expect your tires to last, you know, quite a few thousand kilometers. So uh, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to be uh, trying to destroy these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depends on the tire though. Uh, some of them they they don't last that long. It depends on your gravel too. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I've been riding them for a week now and what I can tell my personal, yeah, my personal review kind of of the, the new shoes uh, is they feel a little bit more rigid, but they are not super rigid like carbon sole style when you just you can't pedal more than 200 k's because you have like all those vibrations so that's good they feel way more solid too uh, the fact that there is way more rubber on the side yeah uh, i know it's been an issue for some of my friends and probably your customers that the rubber was like basically parting out with the rest of the shoe. I personally never had that issue, but yeah, I know I know people that that went quite hard and you know, like sometimes it happens, but not that much of a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, for anyone that wants to know, we do have like a one year warranty on our shoes. So if you do manage to blow them out, yeah, hit me up. Okay, I got you covered on that. That's so good to know. Ne like, no one mentioned that before. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, we, I mean, we want people to go and, like, you know, ride hard. And if, yeah. if in within a year, like, our stuff is just falling apart from, you know, uh, delamination, like you described, or other stuff, those are just defects. And, you know, that happens to a small amount of things. And, and we've got you covered on that. Yeah, nothing can't be 100% perfect, uh, especially with, when you work with like such quantities. So, yeah, uh, everybody listening to this, now you know you have a one-year warranty on your shoes. Uh, 
but I honestly don't think you're gonna be able to delimit what I have between my hands right now because it feels pretty fucking solid. And comparing to the older one, um, it really looks like that you guys went back to the drawing board because the the layers of fabrics are really into like a different setting. Did you guys actually went back to to zero with what what you've learned and just okay let's make something completely new or would you consider that more often like evolution of the the previous ones yeah it's i think it's more of like a continuation and an evolution of of, of what we were already working with you know like when we're talking about even just going back to like the the rubber and the the foxing so the foxing is like the rubber tape essentially that goes around the, the side of the shoe right um it, when i looked at our previous footwear our foxing height was was rather low compared to a lot of other vulcanized shoes in the market when you look at like a vans or a converse or something like that we had a low foxing height and that was something that was a trend probably in the 2000s mm -hmm. late you know mid to late 2000s a lot of a lot of skate shoe brands and a lot of brands that made vulcanized shoes and very low foxing. Um, that's something that has since changed. So just from like an aesthetic point, people are using higher foxing tape. Now, uh, building upon that, a higher foxing tape actually provides more protection and durability, and it actually functions better. So it's like one of those things where it looks better, but there's a reason that we did it. So adding that higher foxing um, adds stability and protection and all that stuff that I mentioned. And then the other part was like uh, on, a, on a lot of our new styles, we've added mm -hmm. rubber toe bumpers. Um, so it's, you know, big, thick textured piece of rubber over your toe. And, um, you know, I've been testing them on, on all different kinds of riding. I, I rode Dima's yesterday to go mountain bike riding. And, you know, that that added uh, toe bumper now, like really feels like it protects the, the tips of your toes, which is important for that style of riding. Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah, it's fashion and function, you know? Yeah, and on the continuation note, um, like we use the same uh, Cordura style ballistic nylon that we use in our bags. So if you have our bags, it's like similar material in the shoes. Um, and the best parts about that, it's like extremely abrasion resistant. So like it takes scuffs without getting like marked. It's pretty color fast. Like uh, it, bl the black nylon will stay black unlike your canvas shoes, which will kind of like fade to orange. Yeah. And then uh, like the bottom, like if you're looking at the bottom of the shoe, you can, the, the texture of the pattern is designed to grab platform pedals. It's like a specific bike shoe in that way. Uh, if you use like, especially like a BMX pedal with pegs, you can see exactly how the pegs would sit into the sole there. Um, so yeah, a lot of these old aspects combined with like the newer, newer materials and new, new aesthetic and are just kind of pushing us forward in that evolution on this on the footwear yeah for sure um so all of these little details what is like the general time frame of releasing one of these new shoe releases like from the drawing board until it actually is in a store on the shelf yeah so i think um conversations for this footwear line probably started happening i don't know about a year and a half ago uh we brought in um uh, some different like design and, and, and 
some some influence into kind of uh, what we wanted to do to, to update this line. Um, it, it's definitely about a year in the works now, like actually sampling footwear, getting it back, testing it, um, you know, getting it on our feet, all that type of stuff, getting through multiple rounds to get it exactly how we wanted it. Um, it takes about a year to, to bring it to market at least. Wow. Okay. That, that's, that's for this, just this one shoe or for like all of them together? For all of them together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I, I was looking back at my emails and I think the Paneracer email started, um, about 15 months ago, if I'm correct. So it's been a, been a journey. Yeah. One year to, to develop like a, like that was what, three, three different pairs? Because you guys have, so I have your catalog in front of me. So there is the Kursk, if I am pronouncing that well, uh, which is like the SPD one. Then you have the Dima, the new Dima, which is your sleep-ons, which I absolutely love. Uh, it might be my favorite shoe ever. It is just so good and it is a lifesaver when you live in asia and you need to take off your shoes all the time <laughs> uh so uh yeah love those and then we have the south side which are high top shoe and finally the south side low which is uh, new i believe and looks like there's quite different textures and fabrics onto it i am excited to see that one in real life yeah so so starting kind of running through all those styles the the kursk is um is a shoe that's been in our line um for for, for many years it's uh more of like a, a classic court shoe style so it's reminiscent of like a you know your heritage chuck taylor style that's probably the most similar to what it looks like um the way we updated that this year we did a like a, a really high foxing on that so it kind of wraps up over uh -huh. your toe a bit more um, we've also, um, taken and, and gusseted the tongue. So, so what that means is like, uh, the tongue is fixed to the upper so that, um, you know, any water or dirt or anything like that is not going to slide in your shoe through the tongue. So it's actually going to keep your foot dry. It's going to keep it protected, um, keep you separated from the, from the external elements, um, when you're riding, uh, the, the Dima, which is your favorite. Um, we've kept our signature detail on that shoe, which is we have an asymmetrical gore. So the gore is like the, uh, the little, yeah. um, elastic part on the top of the shoe. We only do that on the outside of your foot. And that's a really like kind of purpose, um, minded, uh, detail. So we keep the medial side of the foot, um, nice and nice and clear. There's no seams there. There's no, um, elastic, anything like that. And that function, that functions as like a, a protective element. So, uh, you think about when you're, when you're on pedal, your crank typically rubs up against the inside of your foot. Um, when there are seams and all, all, uh, elastic and all that stuff there, that can create friction and create wear and tear and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a big smooth panel there to, to actually protect your foot. As I mentioned er earlier, we added the rubber toe bumper to that. Um, and then looking at the South side, that's been a favorite for us. It's like kind of the BMX and freestyle favorite. It's a, it's a mid top. It's a little more supportive, uh, sits uh -huh. higher up on your ankle. Um, and, and that's been a favorite in the line. So we felt like we wanted to add a, a low top version to that as well. So that's new for the season. 
and foreshadowing um, into the future, we're doing that low top version in uh, SBD compatible. So we're adding it there as well. Do Do you guys have a favorite? Can you can you guys actually say that you have a favorite, or does the company doesn't allow you to? You need to love them all. We're allowed to have opinions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I like Dimas. Uh, that's the slip on. It's just because, like you know, uh, it's just on and off all the time. Yeah. Uh, they they like I run most of my bikes with like the platform on one side spd on the other so like you can always just like put those on and ride which is pretty nice yeah what about you matt yeah i think uh i think i'm with josh on this one as well um slip-ons are just so convenient you know it's easy you just throw them on um i think that's what i love most about all of our sneakers is like they're good in a, in a lot of different conditions right like they're shoes that are really great to ride in but they're terrible to walk in. And then there's shoes that are great to walk in and and go around town every day, but they're not great yeah. on the pedal. So just that great hybrid and the and the Dima is so casual and just looks so good on your foot. I, I really like that as well. Yeah. Um a sleep on with SPD would be would be far fetched and dangerous, but maybe you guys find a solution <laughs> one day. <laughs> I mean, I've noticed like a lot more people skateboard in slip-ons, which I never thought would be a thing. Uh, and now I find myself doing it. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in a year, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, they've done, uh, they've done slip-on sandals. Like, we, we've got to be safer than that. True, true, true. Yeah, we, we're also waiting for Birkenstock making SPDs now. Uh, maybe they'll collaborate with us. I know they rejected Supreme. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did that. Yeah, you, you have to be quite the baller to reject Supreme. Uh, yeah, that, they know that what was they're like worth. type A power move from their, their director there. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Either for the Dima or uh, the SPDs ones, uh, I guess you guys test everything because I mean you have access to everything. But for testing before the release, do you guys give the shoes to some professionals, uh, messengers maybe, and ask them where how they feel, and then you take notice of that and maybe tweak some stuff, or you do all the testing in house? Um, yeah, so for, for this specific launch, because we work so closely with, with Panracer and, and our, uh, Japan team had so much, uh, such a large hand in development. Um, yeah, they tested with, with several riders and, and several mm -hmm. different riding styles as well. So it's some freestyle fixed gear, some BMX, some, some, uh, gravel and mountain riding. So, um, yeah, definitely getting them on people's feet is a huge priority because, you know, we can make a shoe that looks good. It can pass all the, the factory testing and all that stuff. But like, if it doesn't work in the real world, then we're not, we're doing something wrong. Yeah, we were, we definitely wanted to test the rubber compound out uh, with a bunch of riders and see how it was actually performing. And uh, like Matt said, getting it on the riders in Japan, um, even the ones outside of Chrome, uh, help them develop it um, and make the necessary like kind of changes. So we were ready to put it into the shoes that we had from the past. Yeah. 
Is there any one or two aspects of any of the shoes that you don't want to go unnoticed by people? Like perhaps something like a material choice or design choice or anything like that? Oh yeah, probably the one thing that we haven't talked about is the shank that runs into the shoe through the shoes. So like we've talked about, we make like the clipless pro version, which is the SPD compatible. Those have like a full length nylon shank that we call like the power plate. Uh, which is what the cleats actually install into and gives the shoe the rigidity. Uh, as Paul had mentioned, it's it's not quite like a EC70 carbon sole <laughs> that you might find on like some crazy like Joe's or something, but it is like really quite stiff, um, uh, it's, like stiffer than we had in the past, uh, but not not like. Uh, when you said vibrations, you gave me a little bit of post-traumatic stress. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, my, made my feet tickle. Uh, but uh, so they're a bit more, you know, walkable and, and just a general purpose than that. Uh, but that makes them really stiff and rigid. The, the other shoes also have a shank in them, but it only runs three quarters of the way. We call that one like the flex plate. So it's running from the heel of your foot to like the ball of your foot. And there's also like a, a heel crash pad, like a soft spot um, on the heel. And really what that's doing is like kind of hybridizing the best aspects of clipless and not having clipless. By giving you that shank, it, it transfers more of the of your foot into the pedal. Uh, like when you clip in, you know, your foot, your shoe basically becomes the pedal. So this is kind of trying to imitate that. And it's going to basically reduce the fatigue when you're riding and just give you a bit more stability. So those shanks are are a big part of what makes our shoes like unlike anything else on the market. Um, it's like an actual bike sneaker. It's not just like a, an affectation. Yeah. I think that's something like, is, yeah, for us, like me and Paul, we can really understand what you're saying because we've tried the shoes. But I think definitely anyone who can go out there and try the shoes you should definitely do so you can like feel this for yourself but it, it makes a massive difference and it feels great to ride and walk in afterwards yeah i, I think it's very well said josh um you hit the nail on the head and i think that is the, the biggest thing that um might be easy to to overlook you know our shoes have a, a kind of like a casual everyday look and feel to them um but they've got some some hidden performance details within you know, so it's it's easy to overlook that, and uh, that's definitely the thing I I would uh, not want to see uh, go unnoticed. And you know, one more thing that to maybe add on to that, and and Josh touched on this earlier, is just the materials that we use on the uppers. You know, it it may look like canvas, it may look like a, a casual kind of skate shoe or something like that, but um, you know, utilizing our our 1050D nylon that that we use. Um, and have used for, for many years in our messenger bag line and maybe going back to the very beginning of our conversation and talking about the roots and the heritage of the brand, um, you know, those materials are, are, were necessary to meet the standards of messengers and, and freestyle riders at that time. So it's taking it full circle back to um, that utility aspect of the brand, you know, and, and, and if it ain't fixed, if it ain't broken, don't fix it, you know? Um, so, so that's many years of testing there and, uh, just the upper materials are great and durable. So, yeah, no, uh, I think it's an awesome product and yeah, if you are listening to this on the release date, then 15th of September, 
and you can grab those. Definitely do so if you're on the hunt for a new pair of casual SPDs because yeah, I think I think it's an awesome product. Uh, I I am not paid to say this, of course, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I like them a lot. I was really waiting for a new pair because even if I have old ones, you guys stop making them for like two or three years, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. We didn't have them for a few years. We had like. Uh... A kind of like a series of unfortunate events in manufacturing that kind of inter interrupted stuff and then as you know the covid yeah. uh, supply chain dynamics like just kind of amplified that uh so this is us just doing what we wanted to do finally <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know uh, that that's pretty cool one last detail i want to talk about and i think uh, i don't know if it's only on the black model or on, on all of them but the the lace with the reflective material inside. Oh, so oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love the lace. It just feels nice in the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that lace is is pretty rad. Um, I don't know if I'm, like, going to spoil the show, but, like, we definitely, like, are planning to make that available by itself. Um, we're pretty stoked about them. We just want to finalize some details. Oh, yeah. Yes. I uh, I just actually received the uh final box packaging artwork and we've we've selected multiple colors so uh that black lace that is in our night series colorway throughout the line so it's an all black to the floor mm -hmm. um all black colorway with red pops and then and tons of reflectivity mainly in the lace um we're gonna offer that same lace in multiple colors uh later this year so we'll have a red one white one gray one and black that you can buy um, on its own in addition to the sneakers. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's actually really nice of you guys to offer that kind of, I don't know, like customization. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had something like that in a while. Uh, back in the day, like 2012 to 2014, we were kind of, we shipped everything with at least two colors of laces. So it'll be nice to to get some red laces and some other colors back in. And then just, you know, that reflective lace is just cool and, and uh, helpful as well. Yeah. So yeah, new shoes. Uh, and I am talking mainly about the Kirks. Um, really, really durable, hydrophobic upper material, water resistant, um, increased foxing height for protection and durability, gusset tongue to keep the elements out. Powerplay technology, that's the SPD stuff. And uh, outsole for traction and durability, always in collab with Panaracer, which is pretty rad. How much... Uh, you forgot, wind tunnel tested. <laughs> Everything is wind tunnel tested now. Do you even carbon, bro? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, these shoes will... Sub will not save you a, a, a watt and when going 40k <laughs> per hour over 100 kilometers, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it doesn't need to, you know? Like, really, if you're writing this, uh, they're not meant for that kind of triathlon use. I would rather, I would rather keep them for, you know, casual track lacrosse and all that, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll they'll keep you from looking like a dork in the bar anyway. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. 
stepping aside a little bit from the shoes. Oh, stepping aside from <laughs> the shoes. Really good. Anyway, do you guys have like a, a product that you're the most proud of? Something you worked really hard and you're really happy it's out now or maybe something that's going to be out soon? Josh, what do you like? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm always getting pretty stoked about the stuff that we make. I'm not as involved in product development as far as the concepts go, more like per giving feedback and developing stuff. So this relaunch of SPDs for me is like the biggest deal. Uh, it's something people are asking about. We're, we're constantly asked about smaller footwear. And I'm like kind of the squeaky wheel that's been asking <laughs> for this stuff to come back out again for a few years. And so for me, this is like the moment that I've been waiting for um, to, to satisfy my, my customers and then figure out what's next for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick. You know, it's like we spend so much time and we have so much involvement with the product. It's like it's kind of like it, it's all of our children. <laughs> so it's hard to, <laughs> hard, hard to pick your favorite. Um, some of the things that I'm most excited just from like the the brand standpoint um right now is like on the bag side um we're building out uh our, our on bike bag collection so we have a uh a, a collection of handlebar bags um some frame bags on the way feed bags uh it's called our double track collection and um you know, I think they're what differentiates it from most like frame bags in the marketplace is that they're more um, multimodal, multi-purpose bags. So a lot of frame bags clip onto your onto your frame. They stay on your frame. You don't really take them off. These are bags that easily um, you can you can easily remove from your bike. And most of them have a deployable strap. So like our, our double track handlebar bag, for example, you can take it off your handlebars easily there's uh, a strap that comes out either side and then you can run it as like a crossbody or a fanny pack mm. or just, you know, a bag that you can wear um, into the market. So you don't have to leave your phone and your keys and all that stuff on your bike. You can take your stuff with you. So it's just like very hybrid um, uh, on bike bags is something I'm really excited about right now. That's some pretty cool inside news. Yeah, I'm excited for that. That's, that's one of the things that I have a problem with, like leaving all these tiny things inside a bike bag and parking the bike outside somewhere. Yeah, when you have like your handlebar bag with your, you know, you don't want to just throw your lights in it. I mean, it, I think both of you live in the city, so you understand like it's just not the most advisable to always just yeah no. go blind. <laughs> Yeah, either your stuff's getting stolen with your bag or your bag's getting stolen off your bike. So it's just good to be able to take it with you and, and also use it for other things too. You know, you can, you can use them off your bike just as much as on your bike. So it's a fun category. It's something, you know, we're excited to, to, to dig deeper into this year. So more, more to come there for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, the, the other cool thing this year is probably going to be like reflective stuff. Uh, we've been working on um, finding the right reflective materials for apparel for a while and have uh, like a reflective collection this year, basically from head to toe, socks, hats. We're going to have a reflective wind jacket that's like an all reflective material. Um, so that, that that's another cool thing that we've been working on for a while. Hey, Josh, have you ridden in our new night sock? 
uh, I like wear them a lot ever since yeah, we got them in because I'm trying. To, I'm I, like I said, I try and just ruin things, uh, <laughs> yeah. destroy them as fast as I can, find out what's going on. But yeah, uh, I I do wear them. Yeah, so not not trying to like plug more products here or anything, but like just from the standpoint of like I'm truly amazed with this product. It's it's a it's a merino sock. Um, they, they they feel great to ride in. Um, there's a big like uh, kind of gray. There, it's a black sock and it's got a big gray panel on the on the back side of the sock, and um, it's reflective. Ooh. It's the first time I've seen a like a a ref. A, a reflectivity element added into like a merino product and i didn't know how well it was going to work all that stuff we got them and they're amazing like they, they light up like crazy um truly a a product that that caught me by, by surprise <laughs> I think they work we really well that. uh yeah. yeah i haven't tried them yet because it's too hot right now but okay yeah definitely uh -huh. gonna gonna give it a go so you're telling me that probably next winter or the one after that, I can go full God mod reflective in the night, like head to toe. <laughs> That's the idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God. Bike Jesus is back and they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, I think we'll need, we'll have to do reflective pants to get it all sorted out for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's necessary. Uh, that'd be nice. I think it's, it might be like one of my favorite ironies of uh, bike, biking aesthetic, especially once you like are an adult cyclist. The first thing you do when you get a bike or you build a bike is get rid of the reflectors. <laughs> like get, take the reflectors off the pedals, take them out of the spokes, unless of course you built your wheels or whatever. But, uh, then you don as much black reflective clothing as you can. Yep. Yeah, well, small fun yeah. fact. In Berlin, if you're cycling, you have to have two brakes, and they also check if you have reflectors in your spokes. Wow. So, wow. Not fun fact. It's just, it's just a fact. It's not fun. <laughs> uh, yes, anyway, so you, got, you two work at Chrome, and is there anything, anything that you... Any unexpected joys or benefits of working in such a tight-knit... Well, yeah, company. Um, yeah, a ton. Um, for for one, most of our our coworkers are our friends. Um, we, uh, with the exception of the the last year and a half, like uh, we pretty much would do everything we could together: uh, rides, hanging out, um, and then that all just kind of fed into the energy that we gave to the customers and to the products. But another awesome thing about working for Chrome is like I'm basically a a hobbyist and everything and getting to because we don't just like cater to like any kind of specific niche in cycling as as hard as we used to you meet a lot of different types of cyclists from um your jimmy john's sandwich delivery messenger to your like rafa full lycra kind of road warrior and and they like influence you to go try like all of this other stuff um so that that that's definitely one of the joys of it is just like conversations like having with you, just talking shop, learning about stuff, getting uh, exposed to new things and then going and exploring them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Josh. Like, and that's that's one of the things that I think um, was was such a pleasant surprise when coming on board with Chrome. It's like it's a very family uh, oriented company everybody's very close everybody's also like very down for the brand um 
got a lot of people that have worked for the brand for a long time that maybe started in our retail stores as a bag sewer or, you know, a, a, a retail employee that have worked their way up through the ranks and now have a very large input into who we are and what we do and, and you know, the products that we make. And, you know, it's just rad to see. Um, it's rad to work for a company where you get, we have a lot of people that, that truly care about the company and, and everything we do. Um, the other part for me is like, I'm a product nerd. Um, I've grown up, uh, as a salesperson by profession, but the reason I, I became a salesperson was because I just loved product and I love telling people about product and I love selling product to people and, and, Chrome is a very product driven company. Um, you know, there's, we, we, we care a lot about what we make and that's the focus. We're not a company that like puts a logo on a, on a product and then we do a bunch of marketing to try to sell <laughs> it. We try to make really fucking great products and, and that's what we stand for. So it's good. It's a, it's a good ethical feeling, you know, when, when, when we make a great product and we can be passionate about it. So that's what I like. Yeah. Like I think people can really see that with this release, all the effort and the, the passion that goes into designing and developing the shoe. And both of you, I think, mentioned one of the benefits of working at Chrome is that the people you work with, they're coworkers, but they're also like more or less ride buddies. So can you guys like tell a bit more about what you ride, your bikes, maybe your riding habits, preferences, and so on? Yeah. Um Man, just like uh, the brand, I guess, my own style has like kind of just changed over the years. I had mentioned earlier that like I got into track bike riding in 2009 and like I had like a, a felt track bike and then because uh, I was skateboarding, uh, immediately all I wanted to do was take my felt track bike down <laughs> sets of stairs. Oh no. Uh, which, you know, isn't so good for it. Uh, uh, quickly started to not like 23C tires and, and deep uh, 43 millimeter deep rims and then moved on to like 26 inch dirt jumpers, got into like fixed gear freestyle uh, when All City first came out with like the dropout. Well, I mean, we were riding like the leader frame and the volume cutter and the volume thrasher and like all that stuff before that. Uh, eventually moving to Seattle though, uh, one of the hilliest cities in the US. Uh, I was really struggling to like enjoy riding <laughs> a fixed gear bike because I, I basically was just like flat out scared of riding down like the greasy hills uh, in the middle of winter. Um, so I eventually got into like cross bikes. Um, that's re it's really popular in the Pacific Northwest in the U.S. Uh, cyclocross in general. It's kind of like we have very like French and Belgian style weather, and and uh, as a result, a kind of like mimicry of that cyclocross scene here. So lots of great stuff is on the market. Um, so that kind of became my flavor of riding. I really like cross bikes. I, I think they're like kind of like urban assault vehicles. They I really I have like a single speed one and a geared one, so you can kind of just do whatever. Um, but my, my favorite bike to ride right now is a Bianchi Roger, which is like from 2007. It's, it's the single speed version of a, a cross concept or the, the pista concept um, from that time. And that thing is just like super fun, ride around with like some 35C <laughs> slicks and just like, 
you know, take everything super aggro. <laughs> it's got disc brakes, so it's not afraid of the wet. Um, but that that's kind of my everyday right now. Wow. And then on the hobby side of it, um, looking forward to the cross season starting, track lacrosse starting, getting out to some events. Yeah. Damn, so you've done it all, basically. <laughs> I, you know, that's like I was saying, I'm more of a hobbyist. I'm not really good at anything. Uh, <laughs> I just like writing a bunch yeah, of that's I all like it's writing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. With what I have in front of me, uh, you're pretty good at making shoes, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm actually, like, been only riding the, the SPD shoes lately just to test them out. And it is so nice to be back in, um, like, a casual SPD and, and not be riding, uh, like, road shoes. I, I don't miss, like, that slippy heel situation <laughs> yeah what about you matt yeah so um you know i grew up uh, as like a bmx kid for sure did a lot of dirt jumping racing all that all that type of stuff um i unlike a lot of the the, the chrome employees did not grow up doing fixed gear or, or road cycling or anything like that um over the last let's say like maybe two, two and a half years. Um, what I've been doing for fun is hitting local trails. You know, um, it's actually kind of an interesting story. Uh, about, I don't know, a month or so into the COVID lockdowns, um, my, my dad started mountain biking a lot. And uh, it was something that he invited me out to do. And finally, I, I got a bike and... Um, you know, at a time when it, you just wanted to get out of the city and you couldn't really go and see your friends and you couldn't go and do much, uh, it was a way to, to get out of the house and go to the outdoors and, and have some sort of escape from that, you know, and, and it was uh, a way where, you know, I got to spend some time with family and see my dad and i have a, a 13 year old son as well so so he's now been riding and we've been doing these what we call like the the trace general <laughs> generations <laughs> rides where there's the three generations of riders and you know we have my 65 year old dad um i'm 40 years old and then i have my 13 year old son and the three of us go and hit the local trail systems and, and ride mountain bikes so um yeah, that's where I've spent a lot of my time over the last two years, uh, being kind of limited in what we can do, but having a lot of fun for sure. Damn. That's pretty cool that you ride with your dad and your son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I got to hand it to, to old Pops over here. He rips. <laughs> He's a good writer. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was very inspiring. Also intimidating at first because he had been writing for a while. And I was like, holy shit, he's going to ride down that hill or he, whoa, look how fast he rode up that hill. Or, you know, I had to like, <laughs> I had to like step up my game a little bit to, to keep up with, with grandpa. <laughs> Does he try to intimidate you sometimes? Like, send it, son, don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we push each other, you know, and it's, it's just, it's great to, to have that. And I, I feel really fortunate to, to have um you know a family member and a friend to, to go ride with you know it's, it's a lot of fun so yeah it's good getting 
getting all the generations out. We're all having a good time together. And I think that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, I mean, the that podcast is mainly focused about fixed gear and this naturally where the conversation lends. But like the, the shoes you make, as you told just before, some of those are used by a lot of guys in the BMX scene. And for the SPD ones, you can as well use them for gravel or, uh, I mean, cyclocross, maybe uh, mountain biking, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is really like a do everything, go everywhere SPD. Yeah, I mean, hearkening back to the, the first question, it's that is the kind of utility that we're like looking for in the bar that we set is is that kind of all coming in this yeah mm. little little plug for mountain biking here as well um one of the things that, that was the hardest for me to wrap my head around when i started mountain biking was the gear <laughs> and the uh. and the footwear and the limited choices you had there like it, it's just something i could not get behind and you know um writing a lot of our footwear now for mountain biking it, it works extremely well and you know not to call out any other brands but there's <laughs> some there's some stuff that maybe functions fairly well to ride in but it's just it looks really corny and i can't get behind it so it's good <laughs> to have some options there and and it works well yeah one main benefit for me that i can think of uh when riding fixed gear is because you have such that thick rubber sole. I can foot brake with those, which I can't with a lot of other shoes. Yeah, you definitely can foot brake. That's a lifesaver. <laughs> yeah, that's a lifesaver when you're reckless. And I, I foot brake a lot because I'm too lazy to skid. And thank God those have like that thick piece of rubber underneath because yeah if you don't have that you run through them so quickly yeah if um if our compound testing is to believe you can do twice as much foot breaking in these yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) that will be tested for sure (laughs) yeah yeah we'll we'll get your feedback on the back end for that absolutely all right, guys. Um, I guess this is pretty much all we have time for today. Uh, Matt, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us all those infos. Uh, it means a lot that you guys are here, and we're so glad that we got some insight. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Um, I uh, really enjoy your podcast, and uh, the way that the scene is kind of like coming back um is is rad and we hope to keep supporting it yeah we had a lot of fun thank you guys as usual everything we discussed today will be in the show notes on the blog slowspeedsociety.com you can also find suggestion box there where you can tell us what we should talk about in the podcast you can find us on our discord server the invite link is also in the show notes always our instagram account at slowspinsociety to stay in the loop with the new Chrome release, you can follow at Chrome Official and Panaracer World on Instagram. Sharing the podcast with your friends is the easiest way to support the show by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting value back in, either by supporting us on Apple Podcasts with their new subscription program or by visiting patreon.com slash slowspinsidepodcast 
To join the community, we're pledging at any level we grant you access to the pre and after show, which is around 40 minutes of extra content per week. We are now at 24 Patreons, quite a drop from last week, but I guess it is September and you guys have a lot of stuff to buy, especially if you're going back to uni and all that stuff. But as always, thank you so much for your support. The music for the show is Lovely Swindler by Amaria, and the illustration, as always, is by at Juliet Joe on Instagram. Again, thank you guys so much for being here today. Uh, we are going to continue testing deeply <laughs> those, uh, those SPDs. And yeah, for all of you listeners, the, um, the release is on the 15th of September. It's in a few days now. And I mean, if you have like a hundred euros, a little bit more than a hundred euros uh, in your pocket and you're looking for a new pair of SPDs, really don't look further. Uh, those are from my point of view, the best on the market at the moment. Guys, again, thank you so much. And I guess we'll see everyone next Monday. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us.